Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today I want to talk about connectors. I just got back from a missions trip in Mexico where I was greatly impressed by all the helpers. You know, the people who make your lunch and drive you to the services, etc. And what impacted me most about them was how important and essential their jobs were, and also how selflessly they went about doing them. It takes humility to serve others, you know, although none of them had any reason to feel unimportant in doing what they were doing, since they were the very connectors who held the whole operation together. I'm thinking particularly about the drivers. They spent hours at a time, and they were hot and sweaty hours, driving me from my hotel in the city down narrow, bumpy country roads to various villages where I could teach and preach the Word of God. And then when I was done, they turned around and drove me back again over those same hot, bumpy roads. It was hard work, and they did it for nothing, day after day after day. Connectors. Yeah, that was them. We had a vision, but they made it happen. Connectors are a big deal. Think about a big muscle, a huge bicep. It has the potential to lift a heavy weight, but without its connective joints and ligaments, it can do nothing. Zip. Paul, in Colossians 2.19, said that the whole body of Christ, the church, is held together and supplied by the joints and ligaments. And because of that grows with the growth that's from God. Also, Jesus himself said, whoever is least among you will be the greatest. So it's these, the ligaments, the helpers, the people who sow the money and feed and get you where you're going, that are actually the most important people in these operations. And we need them. They are, in fact, essential. So I've been thinking a lot about connectors lately. For instance, Naaman was a great general of the Syrians, who were Israel's enemies. And he'd captured a young Israeli girl on a raid and used her as a servant. But Naaman had leprosy, which of course was uncurable. So one day this little girl said, If my master could only go to the prophet who was in Israel, he would be healed of his leprosy. Naaman listened to her. And he did it. And you know the story. He was totally healed of his leprosy. And why? Because of the prophet Elisha? Yes. But more importantly, because of this little girl who told him about Elisha in the first place. Get what I'm saying? That little servant girl was a ligament. And she was the critical component to Naaman receiving his miracle. So in a weird way, at least to my mind, She is the most pivotal and maybe important person in this story, because without her, nothing would have happened. No healing at all. And by the way, if you ever get an urge inside, know the kind of urge I mean, and kind of feel like you ought to say something to someone or do something, say it or do it, because it could be the Holy Ghost trying to change someone's life through you. While we're on the subject, Do you ever think about the people who got you where you are today? Not the big influencers and so forth, but the pivotal people? It's a good thing to do this from time to time because it humbles you and it also makes you grateful. A friend recently posted a question on Facebook and it was this, which teacher, and by that he meant school teacher, had the most impact on your life? 
and my thoughts went immediately to my 12th grade English teacher, Julie McCormick, not because of anything she taught me in class, but because of something she did. She was a Christian, and her selfless response to a little nudge in her heart virtually set my destiny. Miss McCormick saw a zeal for God in me. You know, that just-got-saved kind of enthusiasm, and maybe also something of an emerging calling on my life. But she was also aware of my ignorance as a new convert of God's Word and His ways. So she thought she'd connect me with someone who might be able to help me in these areas. Miss McCormick invited me to dinner with her boyfriend, Bob Stamps. Wow, schools and teachers have changed since those days, haven't they? Bob was a fun and engaging guy, older than me, of course, and also a strong Christian and powerful leader on the Asbury College campus, which was in our town. And he was not only knowledgeable about the Word of God, but also an affirming, motivational type of guy and just the kind of example I needed in my life. So Miss Julie introduced us, and we hit it off right away, partly because I wasn't knowledgeable about the Word, but wanted to be, and also because I was a little insecure and he was an affirming friend. Bob and I got to be better friends over time until I went off to college in Missouri and lost track of him. We didn't have social media or cell phones in those days, so it was easy to lose track of people. The next time I saw Bob was accidentally on a beach in Florida. I and several friends had gone there over spring vacation, and Bob, who was now the campus chaplain at Old Roberts University, had taken a group of students from ORU to witness to the spring break partiers there. He was as thrilled to see me as I was to see him, and he invited me to visit the ORU campus. He said it was spectacular, and I would love it. So I went, and it was, and I did love it. The next semester, I was a full-time student there. Bob Stamps believed in me and taught me to believe in myself, and he also taught me to believe God in a way I never had before. Additionally, because of his position there, he was able to give me opportunities to sing for the student body of the ORU campus numerous times. This helped me to hone my craft and sharpen my ability to minister. And over time, Bob, Oral Roberts, and ORU totally transformed my life. While there in Tulsa, I met the love of my life, Diane. In addition, I received close-up ministry from the likes of Kenneth E. Hagen, T.L. Osborne, Kenneth Copeland, and my friend and later pastor, Billy Joe Doherty, who God used to set my destiny in music, ministry, and missions. As the song goes, it was a long and winding road. But ultimately, I owe all of whoever I may be today, all of it, and I mean all of it, to a thoughtful high school teacher who saw a spark of something in an insecure baby Christian teenager and did what she thought she could do to fan the flame. For me, Ms. McCormick represents perfectly what being a joint or ligament in the body of Christ is all about. She was the connector who connected me to my future. Wherever you may be now, Ms. McCormick, I want to thank you for pointing me in the direction of God's plan for my life. It may seem to have been a small gesture at the time, but it wasn't. That little move of yours set me onto the course of God's good will for my life today. May God reward you fully for all you've done for me. 
So friends, let me finish this by saying that if you're a connector, whether you drive guest speakers to the services or connect people to God through your participation in the church praise team or connect people to the word through your faithful giving to pastors and other ministers or whether you just encourage your friends or anyone you know who might need help, what you do may not seem big to you, but it is to someone. It's a big deal. You're a big deal because you are the joints and ligaments that make everything go and everything work. And like Miss McCormick, I pray God will reward you fully for all you do for him and for others. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstearmanministries.org. Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.